Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello guys and welcome to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. I'm a bit croaky in the voice today because uh, the weekend just gone uh, in June the, of the 24th, I believe it was. Um, I had a very big night with some really good bands and some really good company and so I'm still really struggling actually, I tell you. Um, I had banged so hard, like, you know, because you just do, it keeps you young, does me anyway, and... Um, Oh, crazy tension headaches for the last couple of days because um, just the muscles in my neck. They're okay when I'm standing up walking around, but when I go and lie down, oh, man, you wake up and suddenly pound, pound, pound. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you do it. You still um, get to be harder, and also at my age, it gets even harder. But, hey, you know, so Fountain of Youth, if you want to know how to keep young, um, just stand at the front in the middle of a gig, just you and the band, maybe a couple of other people, whatever. Uh, you just you just suck in that fountain of youth that rock and roll gives you. All right. It's a really, really good night. As I said before in the last podcast, it was um, Witch Skull were headlining. It was the Metal Knights at the Australian Croatia Club here in Canberra. Um, and I, I got there a bit later, so I didn't see the first two bands. I saw the end of the Aussie tribute band, which was brilliant. Um, but then we saw um, uh, Elm Street, a thrash band from... Melbourne, and then uh, my, our good friends of the show and uh, friends of ours, Pure Envy, uh, in New, from Newcastle. They're a fresh band as well. And then, of course, then we had, then we had the headline act of um, Rich Skull. But I honestly blew my mind. Elm Street blew me away. Um, Josip of Pure Envy comes up to me and said, Mate, you, have you seen these guys? And I was like, I think years ago. I can't remember. And he's like, you're going to just, you're going you're to dig this. And halfway through the set, I look over at him, and he's got this big grin on his face. He's looking at me, and I'm I'm in this sort of sort of nirvana of thrash heaven. They they did this. Um, if you're listening, to the guys at the show, the band, you guys are amazing. They did this really incredible sort of. It's on the new album apparently, which is coming out soon. This sort of instrumental piece that really reminded me massive vibes of Transylvania, um, Iron Maiden's um, instrumental masterpiece. I really thought. 
I thought, oh, geez, you know, these, these guys, because it takes a lot of, a lot of balls, a lot of cojones uh, to, um, to stand there and just play your instrument without, without vocals. I mean, I know that a lot of us here in, in, in my circles, in, in the prog circles, don't mind because we love instrumental music. So we'll just sit there and watch them play, being virtuosic on their, on their instruments. But, um, not you don't normally get that at a thrash gig, so it was pretty bloody, pretty bloody good. Um, they're a really, really fun bunch of guys. They've toured around the world. They're they're. I really can't wait to see them again. Actually, I bought a crazy fantastic T-shirt by the same artist that does the art for um, for Megadeth. It's just brilliant. And then of course we had Pure Envy, and again they're just fantastic. You know, leading. Uh, leading the way of Aussie thrash, I think again, um, tight as a drum, you know, you know, on that they're just just really nice guys. Just um, for your own sanity, don't go backstage and drink with them because uh, Jared, my uh, daughter's boyfriend, and myself uh, walking back from the venue to the to, to the bus was. Um, yeah, interesting. Let's just say that. <laughs> whatever that clear liquid he was drinking, Joseph, whatever you were drinking, um, next time put it in a lighter and use it to light your cigarettes with or something because that was just unbelievable. Anyway, that aside, that aside. Uh, and then, of course, on came Witch Skull. Uh, and it sort of led me to what? Well, actually, it's one of the right. One of the I've had the idea for the show this week, but I thought I'd just talk about it. But Witch Skull were just again like huge, 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 huge. Like um, Tony's bass playing is just getting more and more and more um, in your face. You know, uh, Marcus's guitars and the vocals again. You know, I mean, they just it was a you know just hour sets. You know, these guys don't do full you know two hour headlines they don't need to you know they're a few songs off the new album the serpent tide i think they i've got the set list somewhere i'll get it in a second um you know they did um finish finish with burning blue light which is my favorite and it's just a stomping nightmare of a head banging you know oh it was just me and friend my friend laurie she's an amazing gig uh gig partner and jared at the front there well there was other people but it was just us three arms in arm just Good old fashioned, like the seventies, just banging away like the end of the world. Didn't it? Didn't matter what the world was happening in the world, right? There was just this immense sound. I didn't. I don't think I even saw the band play that much. I think I was so in the groove. There was a point where Tone put his bass guitar on um, Jared's neck and was playing it, like using it as like a rest. And it was like it was like he was knighting him. And honestly. Guys, if you listen to the show, you made his you made his day, man. He was he was beaming on the way back. You know, he was beaming, absolutely, yeah, drunk but beaming, right? He was having such a, a cracking time. I even left my bloody headphones there as well. So anyone who was at the gig who found a pair of blue, cheapy old blue JBLs. I, do, I like them because I use them to record with. <laughs> so I had to get some new ones. Frustrating. Doesn't matter. They're pretty old anyway. They were all glued and falling apart, but they were quite special to me. Anyway, that's just a, a public announcement call. All right. Anyone found them, has them, let me know. Otherwise, they'll go to headphone heaven, won't they? So that was that was the gig this week. And honestly, it wasn't very big. It was There was probably about, I reckon, 200 people. 
Um, nice big venue, big open space. Um, I've never been to the Croatia Club before, uh, that particular one for a gig. Been to the Polish Club next to it and the German Club. That was the first time I've, I've seen them play there. Um, with someone saying in one of the comments, you played the German Club, the Polish Club, now the Croatian Club. Where, where else in Europe can you travel without leaving the country? Which I was quite good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I sort of was a bit trepidatious because I thought, oh, I don't know this venue. And I, walking up to it, it looked like it was going to be pretty sort of, you know, pretty terrible sound. But honestly, the guys there really did a good job with the sound um, uh, for the show. And it just, it was just, and I'm, and I'm paying for it. As I can tell you, I'm absolutely paying for it, right? Yeah, I was a... Uh, um, Got some sweet new merch, which was nice. Um, picked up the new, the, the new um, Skull album yesterday on Gold Vinyl. Uh, as I told you, I bought it from Landspeed. I just had to pick it up. Absolutely, just sounds awesome um, through off, through that medium. Just sounds so how it should be. It's where it's it's where that it's where heavy metal lives, man. Honestly, it's where rock and roll lives. It doesn't live in a digital format. It lives um, in an analog world, and I really believe that. Sincerely, um, and I know that people could think I'm a bit of a beardy weirdy when I say that, but I genuinely, genuinely think that's the case. You know, I mean, I, why else? Why else would it have lasted so long? Otherwise, it would have just died as a medium, wouldn't it? It wasn't because technology wasn't there, because there was loads of technology. When vinyl was at its heyday, you had cassettes, you had eight tracks, you had reel to reel, you had compact cassette, you had all sorts of unusual cassette formats. But it stayed around because it was the, it's the nicest sounding medium. It's the most enjoyable medium. Right. Um, Dave, the bass player from um, Pure Envy and I were talking afterwards at the bar about our Marillion collections and our record collections. And, and you know, and, 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 you know, he's a few years older than me, a couple of years older than me. And we just had a sort of warm, fuzzy conversation. Uh, and, and we had smiles on our faces thinking about it. So... You know, it is what it is, right? Anyway, waffled on about that enough. Enough of that. So this, the I thought today's show will be about lists, 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 lists. We as humans, we absolutely love, don't we, listing things? I mean, I've done it on the show. Um, I do it all the time. If I do it every day, in fact, in my head, I probably do it in conversation with people all the time. In fact, I had a, I used to have a. Um, the little, the old days of Facebook. I used to have a little Facebook back and forth um, list competition sort of thing where I'd say, "This is the list this week. What's your top five? And I had to have certain parameters, you know. Um, but it comes about because I am one of those rock and roll weirdos that um, has this dying urge that every time I'm at a gig, I have to get the set list. I haven't got the set list from some of the really big ones because you can't get near the stage and they probably give them to their friends or, or close fan club members. Um, but I tend to try and get a set list from every band, particularly in Canberra, that I see. Um, I've had a couple of good experiences getting them. I've had some absolute shockers. I was at um, was it at Stephen Wilson. I think it might have been at the Horden Pavilion. And I was at the front, we were at the front, and the whole place had emptied out, and everyone had gone out, and I said, so I'm just going to get the set list, and I walked down to the front, and there's the roadie, and I sort of leaned over the barrier, and I said, can I get the, can I get the set list? 
and he just, I won't say what he said on air to me, but it wasn't very polite. Um, and he sort of mumbled something under his breath and walked off. I mean, these things are printed, they're not, they're not laminated and keep, I mean, they might take them around, but how tight are they can't print out a set list? There's sure there's to be loads of them. Anyway, so what I've, I've had those experiences, right? I've had scuffling with someone. I didn't realise I was scuffling with someone to get one. It was like, um, like a bloody, like being in line for a special sale in a, in a you know, New York in a shop somewhere. I was like, it was like scrambling over the barrier to get the set list, and I looked over and, and thought, what am I doing? What am I doing? Like, <laughs> what am I doing? So I, I sort of offered it to him and. And then he sort of looked at me and I sort of swapped it with the pick I'd got from the bass player and he was happy with that. And I just set this in my pocket and walked away. It was a bit, a bit of a weird experience, that one. But I don't know, I, don't, I can't remember the name of the band now. It would have, years ago. I mean, I had um, I had a lot in the UK and I left them there, sadly. Uh, but my, one of my prize, prize ones, and I'll talk about that in the second half, um, is um, my Killing Joke set list that I have interestingly on my garage wall in a frame i'm not sure why it's in the on the garage wall but it is i should bring it in really and one one day it's going to get ruined in there my, i don't know probably not it's a good safe secure garage um but it's in there and it makes every time i walk in and I look at it i smile um it's a really long set list it's probably like three bits of paper long so that you can't get it into a normal frame i had to get a special frame for it uh and it's it's pretty pretty bloody amazing because it was there um the last tour in Australia, so 2008, was their singles collection tour. So you can imagine the amount of um, tracks that they played. The, the, the interesting thing is they didn't play Love Like Blood. It was on the list, but it didn't play it. Um, I remember this woman next to me, she'd come all the way from like New Zealand to see them in Sydney, and all she wanted them to see was see them play Love Like Blood, and they didn't do it. I must admit, I've, I've been there, right? When I saw uh, Stephen Hackett the first time, I, I just wanted to see him to play. I wanted him to play. Um, I know what I like in your wardrobe, and he didn't. And I have to tell you, I was. It didn't ruin the gig because it was an amazing experience, but I was really slightly put out. And then when he did play it, the four or five years later, after the bloody COVID um, tobacco, um, I cried. I literally, literally cried. So, um, you know, I can see where she was coming from. I really can. So lists, you know, set lists, top tens, top fives. Um, I'm sort of wonder. I want to talk about, you know, have you got, you know, what's your, what do you, what's your priorities? Do you like doing lists? Because um, I'm going to talk about in the break after the break um, some of my fate set lists that I've got that I own and I will, when I got them, how I got them, and I'm also going to talk about. Um, why I think psychologically why I do a list. I know it sounds not very rock and roll. Say, Tony, this is a music podcast. No, well, it is because we're going to talk about musical lists, right? We're going to talk about top tens and and how you do it and and and, and, and some and some people's approaches and my approach on making a, a top five or top ten because it will change and it's different to every for everyone else, you know. Like for instance, um, you know, um. No, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it on the second one, but I will, we, we'll get there. We'll get there because I don't want you to get all in the first part and then you go, oh, well, bother listening to the second side now. You know, why, why bother? Um, anyway, how, I hope you had all had a, a crackingly good weekend. I hope you had some gigs that you went to or you listened to some good music or you you did some you're productive because it was uh, bloody cold here in Canberra. It was absolutely freezing. And leaving a venue 
in just, you know, because I wasn't driving, um, you know, I just basically was walking around the city centre in my, in my patched battle jacket and a T-shirt, and it was like two degrees. And I had all these chavs, you know, coming up to me and, and asking to touch my jacket and, um, you know, like all these sort of prepubescent um, 10-year-olds that are about, to, you know, trying to grow a moustache. They look like they're 19, you know, you know the types. The ones that listen to music that um, sounds like you're dancing around a car alarm, you know. Uh, I have a theory about that, you know. There's, I've got a theory. Um, and that theory is that the reason you don't find, you don't hear of um, any major incidents, really major, like drug-related incidents or fatalities even, sorry, sorry to bring that up, in, in, at metal festivals is because people are there for the music. And music's interesting, and they love the music, and they want to watch the music and hear the music. I'm sure, but I, I have a theory. When you go to someone like Conchella or whatever those EDM festivals are, the, the music is so bad that you have to be stoned to even pretend to enjoy it. Um, you know, I mean, I, you know, it just it's just random sequences of a digitally transmitted beeps, um, which is probably the name of one of their albums. I'm absolutely sure, and is that, or is that, or it's men and women in very tight, sexually uh, revealing outfits? Is probably why they go. To be honest, it's probably just a love fest, but you know, with the background of some um, awful. But it, but then again, I should point fingers, should I? Now, if it makes them happy and it gives them satisfaction, and and they they love listening to it, then what am I? Who am I to judge, right? I just know that I. You, know, you always feel safe at Metal Gig. Yeah, there's always an underlying level of violence um, when you've got alcohol and big bearded men and, you know, machismo and and, and, and things like that. You're always going to get a bit of that. But most of the time, their mates usually talk them down, don't they, you know? Um, they've already got smashed up in the circle pit and then they're just sitting at the side with blood on their shirts and a beer in their hand and a smile on their face. Um, you know? Um, it's it's an unusual medium in the fact that it does bring out this. I mean, people look at heavy metal and heavy rock and punk as well as this sort of like violent, um, misogynistic, uh, angry music, and that really couldn't be further from the from from the um, from the truth. Because yes, it's it's violent in some respects because the music itself is violent. If, in, in depending on how your definition of the word violent is. But then again, so is Wagner's The Ring Cycle, so is Beethoven. It, you know, um, just, you know, it, 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 I think most people that listen to the, our music are educated. It's, they're an educated bunch of people. You know, they generally are. I've talked about this before. Um, you're not listening to a song about, you know, uh, Alexander the Great by Iron Maiden or... I'm the ancient mariner, or or something like that. Without you know, thinking uh, these edges, you're not stupid. You listen to it, you learn something. It's like when I'm watching Python. I used to think I learned more about history watching Python than I did in my history classes. Um, you know, it's a silly thing to say, but that's that's the, that's the way it is, isn't it? <laughs> you know. But as I'm getting sidetracked, what I'm trying to say is that um, it's not all about. Like me on the weekend, headbang, and you can enjoy a really good metal gig and not headbang. You don't have to. You can stand there and nod. You can say, like, there's, there's several poses in there. There's the arms crossed, legs akimbo, nodding gently to themselves, right? There's me, arm round a mate, 
head down, you know, um, neck moving a million miles an hour. Uh, there's the there's the guy at the side with his peer in his hand, just quietly enjoying the music. There's the ones just behind me that want to be me, but don't feel like they're comfortable to be at the front to do that. So they just sort of occasionally come in and come out. Um, you know, there's always though there's there's so many different people at a gig, isn't there? It's so good to watch the types that come and go. And the beautiful thing is, um, there's so many women, and it's not all males. It's brilliant. There's a a beautiful Islander lady that was there last on Saturday night. She's a singer. God, sorry, don't you know your name? Um, she was a singer in a Blondie cover band. Um, I had only just lost my sister-in-law, my brother's um, partner, a couple of years ago, maybe four years ago now. And just after that, I went to a uh, a cover night band. It was, I think it was a New Year's like party thing at the basement. And it was the there was a Blondie cover band. There was um, Ramones, and there was. Uh, and I think there was the Misfits. And the Blondie cover band came on. Now, you know, Blondie's hard to cover, right? And, you know, she came on and she just did a such amazing job that I I welled up with tears because Jill and I were very good friends and we loved um, Blondie. And she loved Blondie. And she gave me her, her Blondie, her tickets. Sorry, her tickets. Her, her records when I came to Australia, she sort of donated them to me. Um, and for me, that was, you know, something really special. Um, and every time I put Blondie on, oh, sorry, my computer has locked itself. What is going on? Um, yeah, every time, every time that I put Blondie on, I think of Jill. So when I went and saw that that show, it was really quite. Um, it brought a lot of emotion back, and afterwards I went up to her and I was I put her arms around. I said, "Thank you. You really, I think you've banished um, demons about losing my, you know, Jill." And um, I saw her again on Saturday night, and she rec- she recognised me, and she was like, "Hey!" And I, and, I, and it was so it was such a nice moment, right? Of course, there were some drunk drunk dickheads. There's always drunk dickheads, isn't there? I mean, it, alcohol, loud music, and um, you know, in a warm room on a cold night, you're always going to get some prat who, who's trying to be 19 again, even though he's 55. Um, that's fine, you know. And I know to hold my own. He was, he was dancing around a bit of aggro towards me, but you know, you just, you just honestly, you bite into the music, you ignore what they're doing, and they go away eventually because their mates will grab them by the shoulder and say, "Come on, leave him alone." Uh, one day, though, he's going to do it to someone not as amiable as me, and is going to do some damage to him. Um, he knows who he is. Anyway, <clears throat> it sounds like I'm a hard man. I'm not a hard man at all. I'm just It was just annoying because right in the middle of a decent set of music as well, I was really deep in the juju, man. Um, yeah, anyway. But yeah, Elm Street, what a, sh- what a band. Holy crap. Like, just fun, fun, fun. And they said that they spent, we were talking to them afterwards, and they spent time um, living in Cricklewood, which is, just, just around the corner where I lived when I was born, just around there. Small world, isn't it? Really, really small world. Yep, yep. And hey, thanks for the patch, guys. I'm going to put on a jacket. It was a really nice gift of yours. They gave me a patch, which was really nice. Oh, yeah, and Joseph gave me a nice coldie holder. It's always lovely. <laughs> I've now got, um, I don't drink bottled beer at home, so I've got my record spray cleaner inside my Pure Envy coldie holder. How cool is that? I'll get a picture and show it. I'll put it on the 
uh, in the, on the Facebook sometime this week. Anyway, on the books. That's the end of this side for the moment. I'm going to get myself a, a fresh cup of tea and we're going to talk about lists on the other side. Thanks for the listening to my rambles. Just before you go, just in case you don't listen to the second side and you're new to the show, do um, go back and listen. I've got over 100 episodes now um, and they're all different things, venue, genres, um, chat deep dives, album reviews, just chats in general, movie reviews. Uh, would love a, love a review somewhere, please. Um, you just got to go on to any medium you listen to. If you're listening to on Spotify, click on the stars, hit the star button and give me a star review. It would just help me get out there and have a little bit more um, exposure. Uh, it is growing hugely the show it's been real good fun um but i'd like to grow a bit more so if you want to go there give me reviews i don't care if it's one or five i'm not bothered guys um any feedback is good feedback anyway talk to you after the after the break bye guys ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome back, guys, to part two. My tea is warmed. I've got some lots of things to talk about. Now, um, this is just to give you a little bit of warning. Uh, if you're listening to speed side two and you don't like the sound of paper rustling, you won't like this because um, for you, those out there who have a bit of ASMR lovers, ooh, rustle, 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 rustle. Um, 
man, that's an interest. I should get into that as a sideline of money I could make. Hey. Anyway, I just want to quickly grab um, a load of my... I just grabbed the big, the top part of my part of my um, set list collection. Because we're talking about lists, right? Anyway, the reason I'm talking about, about lists, and how, how we go about co- compiling. I always, it always amazes me when you go on, you look at these... One second. These sort of, you know, I was, the reason this, this episode was really inspired by, I was watching a Rob Halford do his top 10, you know, metal songs. And I, I mean, this is coming from some Rob Halford, the god of, rock, of heavy metal, right? Like, he's like, you know, I do this top 10. And I actually agree with about seven out of 10 of the ones he picked. Um, I don't pick, for, I don't, um, I don't agree. I think he picked Rage Against the Machine. And sort of good and sort of good. I don't I get it. I don't get it. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, anyway, uh, I thought, I wonder how someone like him would go about that, you know, having so much, you know, uh, many, many years of, of, of gigging and touring and, and being, you know, immersed in the, in the music would be so, he'd see so much. Um, and I often think that when I do a, like a top 10, like if I do a list, like, um, you know, uh, let's do a top to nine maiden songs or uh, Judas Priest or Black Sabbath, whatever we do, um, I find that I do it in a in a very quick and um, emotional way. So I do it very very quickly. Uh, if someone says write me a list of something, I probably jot it down in thirty seconds, a minute, um, and then look back and go. No, I will stay that way. That's and always, and then I get this sort of um, gurgling urge in the pit of my soul to change it because I suddenly think, "Hang on, but if I do that, does that not that that means that this one's less than that one? And that makes sense." So, see, I do it very quickly, and then I have these moments where I reflect. Whereas someone like John, a friend of mine, John, he we do lists, and I know for I know John very well, very very well, and um, he would study and slowly think and intimately work out why that was at two and why this is at three and what makes this number one um he's very studious and um uh, and thoughtful in his reflections of list making i'm the same um milsey my mate milsey is very similar to me he'll just pick it and then he'll go like oh you know um we're or oh, uh, well, I've missed that, and this is the thing. So that this is why when I what the conversation is about today, really in the second half, guys, is that people that compile these, you know, top five hundred heavy metal songs of all time, you know, that sort of, you know, you know, you're not one, da da da, um, you know, what 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 you know, what way do they do it? Do they do what the way I do it? Do they they punch out as quick as they can and then? have a mo- huge moment of self-doubt when you list when you put the list up because I'll tell you another thing these top t- list things that people do you also get very self-conscious because part of your ego goes I want to put on that really obscure you know Marillion track that no one's going to know in the top five just to, for a talking point and I have done that um, but then you go, well, what was that about? It's not really, you're not, it's not true, is it? It's not your number, it's not your top five. It's not one of your all-time favourites. It's not a desert island disc, you know? Um, 
was that, was that funny comedy sketch, Desert Island Desks, you know, where he takes his five favourite desks he ever, he ever sat behind to an island. <laughs> I think that's figure of Dibley. Anyway, I sidetrack. So, yes, so, it, you know, it... Um, there is those moments. There's also, you know, you, you put your list up, you, you, you publish it, like I did on the show when I did my top five Iron Maiden, and you sort of, you know in your heart that you, this 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 is the order it should be in for you, and it might change. I mean, the beauty of us, isn't it, that they change. I mean, I could do the same list three days in a row, and I'd have three different number, different types of things on that list. Um, the only thing certain not to change for me, and this sounds morbid, but I wrote a list um, that I want of songs played at my funeral, not necessarily in the church or wherever I'm going to be, um, but in the reception, not reception, that's the wrong word, isn't it? At the wake, yeah. Um, you know, somewhere, and I do mean this somewhere. I actually, the, I actually had it, I wanted them to somewhat, like, um, one of them is to be played as I'm going in, um, and unfortunately it's a 12-minute song, uh, so you, people are going to have to just bear with me, uh, and uh, that's it, simple as that. Um, but anyway, that thing hasn't changed, and it won't, I won't add any to it, and I won't take anything off of it, it is what it is, it's a snapshot of me, um, beautiful snapshot of my life, and my musical tastes in that five, oh, I think it's ten songs, um, anyway. I'm being morbid here. Don't mean to be morbid, um, but this. So that so these people sit down and do these, you know, top five hundreds, the top twenties, and all this sort of stuff. You know, if you, I mean, how many times have you sat down and read a top ten and gone, "What are you talking about?" You know, I mean, I have this, I have this um, theory. My wife and I have this theory, and I brought it up, and she agrees with me. That years ago we used to watch. I don't know if it still goes because I haven't watched it for years, but we used to watch VH1 or MTV. And often they would have a top 20 rock songs of all time or top 20 songs with cars in it or whatever the bloody thing was. And it always ended up being Bohemian Rhapsody. And so I had this um, theory that all top ten, all music chart top tens lead to Queen. Um, I've been, I've a top, I've a number one or number two is a Queen song. I don't know. I know. I don't know why. I just. It just seemed, seemed to be the case every time we watched one. We were on a, on a holiday in a hotel in up in Newcastle uh, on the Hunter Valley in Australia. Beautiful, beautiful part of the world. If you've ever come over here, stunning. We went on a fantastic tour of the prison there. Um, brought something home with me, and it wasn't. And I don't mean a souvenir. Um, really interesting. Very, very dark place. Anyway, that aside, um, that's a different podcast. And I have done that podcast, and you can listen to it. Um, it's on the. We need to talk about ghosts with Kevin Eustace. You might enjoy that show. I will see if I can find the link and put it on my Facebook page for you, and if you're interested. Anyway, um, I, I, digress, I digress. Yes, so we were in this hotel, and uh, it was a really scorching hot day. We'd been at the bar. We had a sw- we didn't have a swim. No, we could. We were going. It was a beautiful swimming pool. We didn't bring swimmers with us, so we were just at the bar drinking cocktails, and we're watching the this MTV musical like top 20 and I just said to Karen I said I bet you it's Queen and God it was Queen New Year's Eve the following year what's it at home I bet it's Queen it was Queen so my theory is that all top 10 musical lists on TV lead to Queen anyway that's a silly shit theory but (laughs) Tony's theory of Queen Um, 
Hmm, maybe there should be a study done at Harvard or something. Yeah. Or the Burntoke School of Economics or whatever, I don't know. Anyway, so lists. So, yeah, interesting to know how they do it. I know sometimes they combine with several people. I don't know how that comes about because if you've got three people combining a list, they're all going to have different views, aren't they? So it must take a little bit of time. Um, I reckon if you get some, if you gave um, the job to someone like John, he'd do a, a cracking, cracking um, uh, list because it'd be really thought out and it'd have all sorts of reasons why it was there. Well, if you gave it to me and it'd just be an emotional splurge and then I'd put it up and feel that I've done the wrong thing <laughs> every single time. It is, it's funny, isn't it? I'd, you put it and you go, yeah, I've gone, this number one, number two, number three, yeah, this is my number one. And then you go, yeah, did I say that because it's a populist thing? Did I say it because I wanted to be anti-populist? I mean, I don't know. Is that the right word, anti-populist? I don't know. It's probably a band somewhere. Stephen and the anti-populists. I don't know. Um, anyway, Stephen came into my head for, probably because it's my mate, Steve. Shout out to Stevie. Parksy, my good friend. I know you listen to the show. Driving somewhere around the bush. Um, you know, playing with snakes, as you like to do. And that's not a euphemism either. Not a euphemism at all. Or it might be. Anyway, so. This my set list. List. Rattle, 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 rattle. Um, I can sometimes, I will, f I will finger my lists. Um, just to sort of look back and go, geez, that was a fucking unbelievable gig. Um, and, it, and it just makes me feel, I've got a few here where I was drunk when I took them off the stage and don't know who they are. Um, I've had to do some, try to do massive research and I, I couldn't find it, so I just, just left it. But surprisingly surprising, um, yeah, look, here we go. Uh, the first one off the list is a Witch Skull one. What a surprise. Um, a huge Witch Skull fan. It is Canberra. Um, this one was from Saturday the 13th. Uh, November the 21st, in 2021, uh, at the basement. A very small set. Very similar, ending with Blue Light, which they like to do. This actually was recent one. This was the one where they played a track off the new album, which was Sun Carver, which is absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. But actually, you know, here's one of my... This is one of my pride and joys. This is the Satyricon set list for the basement. Um, unbelievable. 2018... Um, it's just, it's fantastic. It's printed, which a lot of them are handwritten, but this is printed. I'll give you the, I'll give you the, um, uh, the, 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 the rundown. So we've got intro, Midnight Serpent, Our World, Black Crow, Deep, um, and even tells you we could have, what guitars to do it on. Um, Rapined, Nocturnal, Blood, Commando, Diabolical, Brethren, Black Winds, Sorrow, Transcendental, North, um, Pentagram, Fuel and King. It's just um, really good, really good. And I think they did, they did Black, Clo uh, Black Crow on a, on a tombstone. Um, but not, yeah, they did that at the top, Black Crow, yeah. Um, it's one of my favourites, that one. It's a really, it's a lovely printed one. It shows you, it's great because it's got like what key it's in. Um, it's got what guitars they should be using. Uh, you know, it's just brilliant. And then you get your sort of... Um, trying to flick through here. A lot of... Uh, a lot of Aces High um, set lists because I love them. You know? Um, oh gosh, here we go. 
yeah, Hugh Cornwell. What? A, that was a gig and a half. Hugh Cornwell. Um, at the basement. Second time I'd seen him in Can. Third time I'd seen him in Canberra. First time with Karen. Uh, funny story about that gig is that it was absolutely freezing, um, and we turned up, and uh, they wouldn't let us in because they were doing sound checks. And we had to sit outside in the outside section, the smoking section of the basement. If you've ever been there, it's just on the side. And it was really, really fucking cold. And we got there early so we could get food. And we couldn't get food. We could. We had to eat outside, though, in the freezing cold. And, um, yeah, it, 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 and we got in and he had been a bit of a prick, apparently, which is a real shame because, um, you know, he's one of my musical heroes. Uh, but saying that, it was a cracker of a cracker of a set. Um, he did, you know, tracks like um, Nice and Sleazy, Peaches, No More Heroes, um, Duchess, Get a Grip. He did really, uh, you know, a, it was only a short gig as well, but um, a really cracking one, you know. Um, I've got, um, this one's the t a Tank at the Basement, that was brilliant. Um, that was on a triple header with, um, with... Girl School and uh, Raven. That was that was you know brilliant that one. I'm just I'm just flicking through these. What have we got here? Who's this? Artillery. Oh man, that was good. Went backstage with Artillery. This was their um, Australian Asian uh, tour, New Zealand, uh, and uh, just it's all it's all written in Swedish at the bottom, which is. Um, not so Swedish, they're Denmark, Danish at the bottom. But yeah, they did that. Um, the fear, the fear of uh, face of fear beneath the clay, lived by the scythe, my inheritance, the challenge, crossroads to conspiracy, deeds of darkness, legions, ten thousand devils, chromatic terror squad, which I love, and the Almighty. But they swapped them round. The Almighty went first, and the fear of face of the fear, which was the new album they were touring then, um, uh was on last now sadly the drummer that toured with them has passed away recently which is a real um sad thing unfortunately um what have we got here oh banquet as flesh decays i remember them yeah they were, uh, i sort of sort of vaguely remember them that's one of those things is like i should have to um, what have i got here ah oh, this was the the cb ramones this is a ramones cover band i was telling you before about the blondie cover band um, typical Ramones cover band. I mean, there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. About thirty tracks in an hour set. <laughs> that's, the, that's what you get when you get the Ramones, man. You get your money's worth, don't you? Do you any of you guys out there collect set lists as fervently as I do? I mean, I just grabbed you know, a handful, but I've got boxes of the bloody things. I really should archive them. Um, what have I got here? Oh, Flaming Wreckage, album launch. Oh, yeah, that was a good night. That was when we had to all sit down um, because it, we you wouldn't understand. You could go and see a band during COVID, wear your mask, but you couldn't stand, and you couldn't drink your beer from the bar to the table. So I got in a lot of trouble. Uh, I bought the beer. I'm walking back to the table, and I'm sipping it, and the, the owner come running up to me. is like, no, you can't do that. It's illegal. Drink it when you get to the table. I'm like... How does drinking beer from a bar to the table have COVID issues? But I think probably why I might stand and talk or something. I don't know. Um, 
only quite a short, short um, set list because there was quite a few bands on that night. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, um, ten tracks, and I love it. They put their own little sort of secret codes on. There's a song called Alter, and he's put in it Jazz Doodle, which probably means guitar solo. I am probably, I'm sure. Um, I did have what's this? Oh, there's another. Here's another. Um, Clarity of Chaos was a band that also played on the night of the Freedom Records album release. Lovely handwritten one. Like it's not printed. It's a big marker pen. So that anyway. Well, I mean that that makes riveting entertainment, isn't it? Me flicking through paperwork and talking about it. But anyway, it just it just comes all about from lists, right? You know, we all like a list. We do lists. We are emotional list makers, or we are methodical list makers. Which one you are, I don't mind. I don't care. In fact, I'd love to know which kind of one you are. Reach out and tell me. Reach out to the patient and, and message me. DM me and tell me. You know, say like, hey, I'm a I'm an emotional list maker, and this is how I do mine. I'd just be interesting because you know it is actually a fun thing to do with your mates every now and again because it does bring up discussions, right? You go, oh, I didn't think of that one. Oh, I should have thought of that one. And because you're an emotional thinker like me, you don't think of it. Because you're someone like John, you think about it. And so he's much more, he's going to get more accurate lists, I reckon, than I will. Benji as well. I, mean, I would say Benji is a, a methodical list maker. He's certainly not a, um, uh, a, 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 he is an emotional guy. Uh, but he's not the kind of guy that would, he, if you ask him to set something to do it, he'll take his time and do it. He's very intelligent like that. Not saying I'm not intelligent, because, you know. Um, you know, it just it is just what it is, right? Anyway, coming to the end of the show, guys. Um, I'd love to see any of the set lists that you've got. I'd love to hear any stories of any set lists that you might have. Like I'm looking at this Aces High one. Um, I'm going to get them on the show soon as well. Um, Son from Aces High. Uh, she's the best Iron Maiden cover band in the world. Uh, and I don't mean to say that because they're Australian. But genuinely, genuinely make me feel like I'm 16 again at Donington watching, well, I was 18, sorry, watching them uh, at their um, Seventh Son of the Seventh Son tour. Just suddenly, I'm, it's just, it, you don't expect to talk or have any physical movement from the shoulders up um, after, a, after one of their gigs. I mean, listen to, listen to this. This is, a, this is amazing, right? Um, okay, I've got... Listen to this as a set list. This was from the 17th of the 9th, 2022. Uh, opens with Dr. Doctor, of course. Aces High, The Trooper, Rothschild, Wicker Man, Caught Somewhere in Time, Number of the Beast, Can I Play With Madness, Blood Brothers, Wasted Years, Power Slave, Fear of the Dark, Hallowed Be Thy Name, Iron Maiden, Run to the Hills, Two Minutes to Midnight. I mean, that's just... That's just sex on a stick, isn't it? I mean, it really is purely... Like, you just go... I don't think you're going to get... I better set this in that. And four months previous to that, we'd seen them on on in on the seventh to the fifth, and they did um, Aces High, Two Minutes to Midnight, Rothschild, Children of the Dam, Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner. I mean, you don't get a lot of cover bands doing that, right? The Trooper, Wasted Years, Dance of Death, Number of the Beast, Can They Play with Madness, The Flight of Icarus, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, you know, A Power Slave, Run to the Hills, Fear of the Dark, Twenty Two Acacia Avenue. I made and hello by the name. I mean, for pennies, I think I think we pay something like thirty bucks for a ticket 
you know, no much more than that, probably 50 at max. And, uh, sorry, my computer keeps turning itself off. And, um, you know, then you could go away and you go, I don't know, I was, because, you know, when you, sometimes you're in the, when you're in a gig, you're in the moment, right? I am, I'm in the moment. I don't, I do take a lot of photographs and I'll take a little bit of video, but only when I can snatch moments where I feel I'm out of the mo out of the, out of the moment, right? Um, but when you've got a set list in your hand, particularly if it's not a big band where, um, like a big international act where you go on to go on that set list website and it'll tell you what they're going to play. Sorry, rattle, rattle, Russell, Russell, Russell. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it just gives that little nod back and I do it because it, and you can only get those, mate, my dear friends, if you are at the front and that encourages you to be at the front and that's where you really should be. All music is best at the front. Truly, absolutely truly. That, um, that, distance between you and the musician them their mercurial magical godlikeness that they do on their instruments that portrays out from the stage energy the joy even with the darkest of black metal even with the cruelest of uh, uh, of of death metal there is a joy there was a a, 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 a a moment where you are one with that musician and you are you know, you're no longer a participant. You're no longer um, just listening to the music. You're participating physically in the music, and that is what live music is about. It's physical participation, and that's why I love having a set list because I can physically participate still way after the time. I hold that bit of paper just like then, and I have memories smiling on my face, and I'm looking and going, "Oh yeah, remember that? Remember that solo? Remember they're doing that?" You know, and there was always the ones that got away. As I said, Stephen, the Steve, Stephen Wilson one. Um, I didn't get Ravens or Girl School. Someone else grabbed those. Um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. You know, um, Venom Inc., when they were here last, Tone, when you're here, I want that set list. You hear the show, mate, and you're over here next. Um, I want that set list. Um, you know, it is what it is. So, you, I mean, you can go on websites and buy them. People will sell them. Um, but... You can't prove it. I mean, how can you prove it? I mean, I could type out a set list, a piece on a bit of paper, and say this is from um, Iron Maiden's um, 2004 tour of Russia or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Nah, I think it's a bit weird. You will sort of want to get it, unless it's all, it can be authentic, authenticated by a signature. You know, it's not quite the same, is it? Really? But anyway. You know, it's like, I mean, I don't mind buy ticket uh, ticket stubs because they are they are you know what they are. I've got a few of those as well. I say I collect the ticket stubs as well. Ah, oh, um, I am as you know forever, guys, a musical nerd, and uh, there are worse things to to have in your possession, aren't there? Um, so anyway, that's me for today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, love to hear what kind of list you do, what kind of list maker you are. Um, send me a couple of lists, you know, do me one, do a top ten or something, I don't mind, I don't really care. I'd just love to see, and we could have a discussion about it. I don't mind opening a conversation around that, and I'll pull out my list that relates to it, if I can, if I've got one. Um, you know, and also, show me your, your set list collection, if you've got them. I'd love to know if you have any, um, if you've got, um, oh sorry, hey, the mic has been in a very funny position today, so if I sound a bit distant... Probably don't, but if I did, I am apologetic. I've got these new headphones as well, and um, I'm getting used to how I sound in them. I was so used to my old ones. 
Anywho, anywho, um, that's me for this week. Keep safe, keep warm, keep cool, keep rocking. Do please leave us a, a review. Um, um, go and have a listen to my interview with uh, Richie Faulkner from uh, from Elegant Weapons and uh, Judas Priest uh, for Metal Ruse. It's on their webs. It's on their on their website and I have also posted a link on my Facebook page it was only a short one 15 minutes because uh, he was quite jet lagged um, there's no video it's only audio I said because he was a little bit jet lagged um, let's uh, chat to you next week bye for now guys bye bye softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.